Guys, what's up? It's Kate. This is Date Fails. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm so happy. I'm back. Guys, uh, I have a whole new, what do you call it? Setup? A rig. You got a, a whole rig. recording rig. I have a rig. I have a super fan, very super fan, who bought all this so that we could bring the podcast back to life. Because truth is, the entire quarantine, many of you know, I did not do a podcast. There are a lot of reasons we will talk about. Bad girl. But one of the reasons is uh, when I'm not in a studio, I'm really not good at this. And <laughs> all the studios were closed. And I have a Zoom recorder, which is the type of recorder most people who do a mobile podcast use a Zoom. Um, and I don't know what happened to mine, but one day I took it out and it no longer worked. What are the odds? So, <laughs> the screen was wet. I think it got wet. The screen was all like iced over, like glazed over. And if it, you it died at a Hollywood pool party, it, died, <laughs> it probably got dropped in the pool. I don't know what happened. But anyway, guys, so we're back. Um, I'm here with my very, very, very good friend today, my hey. longest friend, uh, creator of Venice Underground, yeah, actor, comedian, voiceover star. Director Bronson Jones. Hey, Katie, Kate, Kate, and Bron, Bron in the room. In the room. Oh, we just went together to where Phoenix. Phoenix House of Comedy. Phoenix. That was that was my first time at the House of Comedy. That place was awesome. Was it really? I loved it. I didn't know that you. It was your first time there. Yeah. Aw, we had such a good time, right? That that weekend was fun. It, it was just good to be performing again. Holy shit! It is so depressing not being on stage. Yeah. I don't want to bring down the people, but uh, it's. I don't know if this is gonna end. Ever. <laughs> is it going to end? <laughs> yeah, we, everybody dies, and then it's over, oh, right? That's no. how we cure it. Everybody drops dead. So let's just go party in the meantime. No, that's Party hard. in the meantime. <laughs> We're going to get so much hate mail. <laughs> no, but it was weird, right? Because the thing is, right now, is it's different everywhere. So we yeah. go to Phoenix, and, like, the shows are busy. The yeah. pool is packed. Then we drive back to L.A., and you couldn't even pee in a public restroom. Do you this is, this is what was weird to me. So we're in California where everybody's taking it seriously. We've had the lockdowns. Everybody's wearing masks everywhere. You go to a gas station and they're all like no bathrooms because they don't want to have to clean them. Yeah. And we're driving out there and you're like, I got to pee, I got to pee. Remember we, we oh. went to a gas station, like bathroom's closed. We use the, the Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box is like, yeah, he works there. We let him use it. And then we go to another gas station, closed. And then you're like, what do we do? What do we do? I'm like, here's a car wash. I forgot about that. Yeah, you guys, we couldn't. I mean, you saw the video if you follow me on Instagram. So we like, we tried everywhere. We tried to go to like, you could even go into like a Denny's and they would give you food, but they would not let you use the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I didn't know what to do. I was just going to pee in the parking lot. And then Bronston had the best idea to pull into one of those car washes where you the wash your ones, own car. Up. Yeah. And he's like, Pull in, open the door, and pee in the drain. And I was like, that's crazy. But that's, that's a great idea. Let's do it. So then we pull in, and then I go to pee. I open the door. I start peeing. I peed all over my feet, my shoes. I mean, they were flip-flops. I was covered. You, were, you gave yourself a golden shower. I did. I did. And then I was like, Bronson, we need the quarters so I can rinse off. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> the best part is, as soon as you were almost finished, I went, oh, there's probably, there's always cameras. Because you always see those footage. You see people doing crazy shit, like some methed out person is spraying the inside of their car, like yeah. for blood or whatever. And you're like, what is happening? And I'm like, oh, there's got to be a camera. And I look up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's directly above Kate. So yeah. somebody has that video somewhere. Yeah, thanks for sharing with that. Somebody's going to find <laughs> it now, too. It was really pointed right at me. But you can see that video on my Instagram at mm -hmm. Funny. That's a great reason to go there. And then we made another one on the way back. The yes. one on the way back pissed me off, though, because... <laughs> 
Dude, I'm telling you, they were watching the me. The stalker ambulance. Yeah. So I had to pee. I was mad. Because we, like, it, the thing that makes me mad about COVID is I'm not going to air my opinions because people get angry. All I'm going to say is whatever we're doing should be unified across the nation. It yeah, that would be a good idea, right? Yeah, you shouldn't go from Phoenix where there's 200 people in a hotel pool and then you drive across the state line to California and walk into Carl's Jr. and they're like, we'll feed you, but you can't pee here. And I was on my period. I, I think that pool, though, was sanitary because it was definitely filled with douchebags. So it was filled <laughs> with douche water. It was definitely vinegar, vinegar water, yeah. sanitary It was pads. not, you did not like the clientele at the W Hotel in Phoenix. I just, it was like... It, it was why, douchey. Why is there electronica rave music playing outside <laughs> during the day? Like so loud that people can't even talk. And then everybody's out there just like being like, yo, we're in Vegas. You're not in Vegas. You're in fucking Phoenix. It's we're Scottsdale, actually. It was <laughs> Scottsdale. Yeah. And the pool overlooks construction. But yeah. I mean, it's a nice hotel. A, a wonderful hotel. I just not a big fan of the pool You're, parties. You weren't wrong. It was like a very Eastern European Vegas vibe and everybody in just, the pool looks like they just bought their whole like summer wardrobe yeah. off the front page of like an Urban Outfitters or something. I mean, and, it was. And all the dudes are just like staring down the girls. And I just feel like if you touch anybody, they'd be like, hey, buddy. All right, buddy. Okay, we got it, buddy. Like, I feel like they're the kind of people <laughs> who say buddy bad. a lot. It wasn't that You just didn't like the EDM. You don't like the. No. That music a, makes me feel like Satan is massaging my heart. What do you want him to play at a pool? Fucking, I don't know, like pool music. What is pool music? Like stuff from the like Caribbean. Like Beach Boys? Like Caribbean stuff or like, you know, What's Jamaican. Ca please play give, something Caribbean Give me some me. reggae. Oh, like some Bob Marley? I'm, like, into, I'm into that. You want like, like a Venice vibe. Look, if I go to the beach, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear EDM. So whatever you play at the beach, give me that. Okay, I understand. Rock and roll. If it's going to be a chill pool, but if it's like a yeah. Vegas pool. But it's not. It's Scottsdale. Scottsdale. <laughs> it's, Vegas. Right. it's Vegas without the fun. Yeah, I agree with that. And also the, the drinks were like $30. I put my drink on like any room number. <laughs> I was like, Todd Smith, 305. They're like, are you sure? Yeah, put it, sign it. I tipped really so well. So thank you, Mr. Smith. Thank put you, it Mr. on Smith. the underhills. Put it yeah. on the underhills. Um, so then we come driving back. I have to pee. <laughs> I'm on my period. I'm sorry to say the P word, period. But um, I, you know... It's different when you're on your period. You got to change your tampon. Where the fuck am I? Am I supposed to do it outside? Yeah. On the Where? Where am I supposed to change my tampon, California? I didn't know what to do. By so that shack. I got mad. <laughs> I got really mad. So I'm like, Bronson, fuck this. I'm changing my tampon in this parking lot right next to Carl's Jr. drive-thru or Jack in the Box, <laughs> wherever we were. It was. It was Jack in the Box was the whole trip. Everywhere was Jack it, in the Box. Yeah, it, but it was like a gas station parking lot with like a Jack in the Box or whatever, one of those connected. And then there was like this fence. And then behind the fence, there was just this like desert field of just like, what do you, death. scrub. Death. Just death. Yeah, death. yeah. So I'm like, all right. I didn't want to be rude to the people in the drive-thru at the Jack in the Box or wherever. So I walked to the desert. And then this ambulance followed me. This ambulance. They, they, were, they were gassing up. They heard me. Guys in the, in the, they were kind of stalking you, but I'm, so I'm, I'm watching. They were stalking. Dude, I think, I think an ambulance would be a good kidnap vehicle. An ambulance? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> for a grown-up or a child? <laughs> that would be a great kidnap. An ice cream truck for children. Dude, an ambulance is the best idea for a getaway car for anything. Yeah. We could rob a bank. Yeah. Ambulance. And you pull straight out. Actually, I just watched a movie. The town, and they were going to use an ambulance. Didn't work out well for them. I just watched a movie with these old guys who robbed a bank. Like it was like, I forget. Grumpy old De Niro like and like Michael Caine. I think was it. I don't forget who they Michael were. Michael Caine. Anyway, anyway, guys. Point is, the ambulance. They heard me saying I was going to pee in. 
public and they <laughs> drove the ambulance right up next to me and parked it and just stared. They turned the lights on too. They, yeah. they, you <laughs> no, they, didn't. they didn't do that. But, and then, and then I did it. I peed. I waited for them to leave though. The whole time you're like, well, you guys got medical pads in there. Why don't you show me some? <laughs> I was, I was like, if you're going to stand there, I can have some gauze. <laughs> anyway. And then you saw a rabbit. Dude, yeah. That was the weirdest thing. That was so weird. I squatted to pee and a rabbit jumped out. <laughs> but then it left, so it was fine. You can also see this video on my Instagram. <laughs> the life of cake. I mean, yeah. Um, so I, I love that that we talked about how awesome Phoenix was, but really we spent way more time talking about how shitty it was trying to take a piss in <laughs> fucking California. <laughs> There's nothing funny about. Okay, things happened <laughs> in Phoenix, though. I mean, Phoenix was first of all. I gotta say, and I want to hear how you felt. Yeah. Um, for me, and I'm not kidding. And guys, I'll talk about why I haven't podcasted. We'll get to that, but I will say. Since I started doing stand-up comedy, I've never gone more than 10 days ever not going on stage. And the only time I've done that is if I'm out of town, like on a, I don't think I've ever gone 10 days even, like, like maybe a, trip, a week. Trip. Yeah, or like yeah. shooting a show maybe and I couldn't, like when I had my show and I couldn't, but even then I would usually find like some hole in the wall and do a mic, anything. There had not in the last four or five years been, I've never gone a full week. And may and I think and that I don't think I've ever gone less than twice in a week, and that's yeah. really when you're just being lazy. Normally, normally it's almost every night. You know, it's just, yeah, it's a drug. It's also it's a it's, muscle. It's a yeah, and it's hard to explain. I was trying to explain. I have friends who are like in music and other performance arts or fighters or things that are, you know, they also weren't working. But it's different with comedy because like it's hard to explain. But even if you remember your jokes you really lose the muscle of kind of like crowd work, pacing, yeah. timing, like your, you, you know, it's like your it's, reflexes slow down. I was explaining it to musicians. I go, imagine if every show you did with the new song was the first time you're playing that new song with your whole band. Like you can't rehearse. There's no rehearsal. There's no rehearsal. Us. No. We can, the only, the closest I get to rehearsal is if I'm just sitting around talking to my friends and something gets really funny and I, and I go, I'll just repeat that as close as I yeah. get it on the stage. But I would never write something out and say it to my friends because that's, no. that's, for non-comedians, it's called bidding. And, and all of a sudden you realize some other comedian's talking to you and they're running their material on you and you're like, I, dude, shut up now. I, shut up. I have to say, oh God, I don't want to call him out, but Jim Jeffries does this, but he doesn't write them down. But like, I'll go to parties at Jim Jeffries' house and he'll tell the funniest story and it's hilarious. Yeah. And I'll go to a party again like a month later and he'll tell the same story with all the same beats. And then I'll see his special like a month after that and it'll be on the special. I'm like, that motherfucker was running bits. <laughs> Well, that said, hold on. I will say this. This is, this is uh, like, you know, uh, I listened to a podcast a long time ago with, uh, with uh, what's his name? Pete Holmes was interviewing Bill Burr, and they were sub subbing in on the Nerdist or something like that. Okay. Right? And Bill said the greatest thing where, where Pete Holmes said, hey, do you write all your material? Do you still not write your material down? He goes, I write some stuff down. But he goes, I don't know why everybody's writing everything down. Listen, when you go on your way to a bar and you see something funny happen, do you sit in the parking lot and write it down before right, you tell your right. friends? No, you tell your friend. Then you yep. tell your second friend, your third friend. By the third or fourth time, the material has worked. Telling Comedy is just talking to drunk friends. And it's I, funny it made yeah. me relax about everything I did. It is, although you do craft a bit over time yeah. and like add to it. But, but yeah. You own it. And like I remember actually one night at the comedy store talking to Bill about that backstage. It was like one of the only I only did I've only done a few shows with Bill that we were both actually on the lineup. He was yeah. not a surprise. And that was one. And it, we talked about that. And actually I remember that made me feel good because 
I do know comedians who sit and write every day and yeah. I've never been that way. And uh -huh. you know me, I write on stage all the time. Like I'll have an idea and I'll think of a few jokes kind of, and I'll just go up and try it. And that's yeah. for me, the only way I can write. And when he said that for him as well, it made yeah. me feel better. Cause you know, you can like when you're newer, you're younger in comedy, you don't know what the right answers are, but you know, some people it's, will make you feel bad if you don't write every day. It's different for everybody. Like, yeah. like Seinfeld's 100% written and Burr's more yeah. of an emotional uh, explosion. With me, like even But my, he's also Burr. He's really good at oh, it. Oh, yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's really fucking yeah. good at it. But even my bits that are finished, they're never exactly the same twice. There's always yeah. like maybe one word different or some moment. Yeah. But, but anyway, what I was going to say about going up for the first time <laughs> after all that time is I was terrified. Nervous. I was too. Yeah, we were so, I've never been, I have not been that nervous since the first time I did stand-up. <laughs> it was crazy. And it's, actually, it's almost even scarier than that because There's the pressure. first time you do it, you, you assume you're going to fail. And you don't have to and, do 45 minutes. Yeah. And, this, and people didn't pay money to come see you fail oh, man. for 45 fucking minutes. And then I'm sitting there going like, and I, and I know in my head from every break I've taken, I go, as soon as I get my first laugh, my whole body will settle and I'll be fine. And that's literally what happened. As soon as I got my laugh, not I'm like, me. <sighs> I was not <sighs> comfortable for a Well, but also, I mean, 45 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's a long crazy. Time. Cause like, you, comedians don't have teleprompters. And even if you write down a topic, by the time you're headlining, each bit is maybe, let's say, five minutes long or something yeah. like that. Maybe longer, 10 minutes long, whatever. So like, I was doing bits and I'd remember like the first few lines and then I couldn't remember. It's really hard to remember that yeah. shit. Man, I, I was talking slow on purpose to try to fill time. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, 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 you did really well. And I think a lot of it has to do with your style of comedy lends itself towards that where you're not trying to be bored perfect. You're trying to get a point across yeah. in the story. And so I once get you get lucky. in the story and you're telling real shit about your real life, yeah. is you're like, oh yeah, no, this happened to me. Let me just fucking tell you losers what happened to this fucking loser. <laughs> no losers. With this other loser. This no. Yeah. no, but that's what I'm saying. No, like We're right. all just a room filled with losers and, and listen to this shitty thing that happened to me and everybody just laughs because they're like, oh yeah, that shit happened to me. Yeah, that's true. That's, how, that's what's funny for sure. I, I, I accomplished a different thing. I went up and did almost all new material, but it was about how insane 2020 was. So I was, I was ranting and screaming. You did great. If anybody ever saw me and then they know who I am, they're like, who, who did you channel to become that angry, fucking screaming, yeah, screeching right? person? Because I just, I couldn't, I, I just like, finally I get to speak. I felt the same way. I did so much new material. And yeah. honestly, those first two weekends back, I was making up so much stuff in the moment that was just working the first time. Because yeah, it's like when you're, you're in that rhythm and you're mad and you're like, you're mad that you've been stuck at home. You're mad that you haven't, you've been depressed. You've been broke. I haven't got unemployment yet. I still haven't got fucking unemployment. I'm not complaining because it's probably my fault. I probably fucked something up, but I've applied like three times and I've gotten approved once and then never got money and then I couldn't get it. it it's a whole thing, but it's yeah. just, I, I was so angry and I haven't seen my family and that's why I didn't podcast. So yeah. like the real reason I didn't podcast is two reasons. There's three reasons. <laughs> three, three reasons. <laughs> Do we have a commercial? <laughs> it's three reasons. All right, reason number one. Well, reason number one was I already was feeling a little burnout on the podcast coming into the quarantine. Like I had been saying, I'm going to take like two weeks off or something and just not do anything. No stand-up, no podcast, no nothing. And um, then quarantine happened. So it was kind of like, okay. I'll do it now. I didn't have a lot of big sponsors at the moment. It wasn't like I was losing money, not doing it for a couple of weeks. And I just wanted a break. So it seemed like the right time. Yeah. Um, then I didn't really think 
we were going to get locked down like we did. I didn't think this was going to be serious. I thought COVID was the flu. I admit it. I thought it was going to be everybody's crazy about this thing that's the flu. I, I really did. I thought it was going to be more like uh, kind of the Ebola and SARS scares where, where everybody's terrified and everybody's talking about it, but it never really hits the U.S., yeah. And then when it hit us, I was just like, whoa. And then when we're really locking down, I was like, holy shit, this, you know, yeah. you don't fuck up an economy without really needing to do it. Yeah. I did not expect yeah. that. And also I was single and for anybody else who lives alone and is single, uh, and Hello, me. you too, well, you have a roommate. Yeah, but she left town for a month and a half. Oh yeah. You're right. Well, and like, so there's that. Um, also, you live in Venice. Not that it's yeah. better, but like at it least you can walk to the beach. Okay. It is better. I, I've seen almost everything. I've seen ninety percent of the sunsets. Yeah, because I'm like I can go there and not be around anybody and be outside. And it's a little safer. Not all of Venice, but at least like walking. To, like where yeah. I live. Um, once this started, uh, the area I live in is like less expensive. It's like East Hollywood. So how much do they pay for those tent rentals? Just <sighs> half a block away. Yeah. From? Like, no joke, it's like tent city in my yeah, neighborhood. Is. And it went up like 10 times as bad during this time. Yeah. And then, like, a lot of people who were living in these apartments were like me. Like, I, I'm month to month with money. So, like, the month before quarantine, I had a shit month. I only had, like, one weekend on the road. It didn't pay that much. But I wasn't tripping because April, I was supposed to make, like, $15,000. I had, like, gigs for, like, five weeks or something. And then this happened Everything got canceled. So I was already tight on money. Then this happened. So I was depressed, one, because I had literally no... I was stealing food. He knows. I stole ice cream from a Rite Aid. Like, I was so fucking <laughs> what, what about the coffee from, from <laughs> AMPM? That's because they would let me pee. I was bad. It's like, there were those two things. Uh, none of my friends wanted to hang because... Because everybody's terrified of dying. Everyone's, yeah, we were locked down. And then... And then my mom is like really mad if I even leave the house. It was just a depressing time. Also, I was talking to this really fucking super, super, super hot dude that we've been going back and forth forever, yeah. flirting, sexting. Uh -huh. And then he kept blowing me off. I was getting depressed about that. And I found out he had a pregnant girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. So there was that. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So like the first, honestly, five or six weeks of quarantine. I didn't see many people. I slept like it was depression sleeping. I wasn't leaving my house. I was waking up to get drunk and go back to bed. I mean, it was just like, I was so miserable. I just, I didn't give a fuck about anything. That's yeah. the truth. I just was like wanting it to end. And then it didn't. Yeah. And then I had like a little moment where I was like, I'm going to be inspirational instead. It's time to get the ball rolling. And I did like an inspirational episode. I think of this or vlog or something I posted I love that you don't even remember what you did because you were so inspired by it. <laughs> well, I mean, it was like a, it was it wasn't a date fails. I think it was a blog, but I did okay. like a video. All it was right. good though. It was a Periscope, I think. I don't okay, know. I'm proud of you. But I yeah, thanks. <laughs> but it, but then I did those episodes with Erica, the yeah. blondes in a bunker. Yeah. And that started to pick up my spirits, and things were better. Yeah. And Erica, oh, the rioting started. Something started that made Erica freak out and leave town. I don't remember yeah. what it was. It, it might have been all the protests and. I think the protests were after. Maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah. No, we got curfewed. That's, oh. That's what it was. The curfew. Yeah, this, this year has been weird. We have been grounded and had curfews. Mm. I feel like I'm 12 years old again. Right? No, no, because then I was sneaking out to, like, you know, smoke weed and make out boys. <laughs> now none of that. I smoke weed here and 
don't make out with anyone here, but <laughs> here we'll get there. Oh man. So she left. So then it was even worse again. And I got depressed more again. And then yeah. I was out of food and, and then I, this, some guy started flirting with me and this is the best because Bronston, Bronston. Okay. During quarantine, I was doing some quarantine dating, like over zoom. Like I would, yeah. a guy would send me food and I'd sit here on zoom and eat it. But then there was this one guy who left me like a wait. Vo- so wait. So you guys would, yeah, like, like he'd we, send you food and then you sit here like looking at. It. Yeah, like he'd be like, "Can I take you out to dinner?" And I'd be like, "Where? How?" And Where? they'd be like, "Good point." And I'd be like, "You can send me a steak," and then they would, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd eat it while we talk. You are <laughs> what? That's great. It's brilliant. No, the, the funniest thing is so during this is I. I've been more active on Tinder and Bumble just, just because I have nothing but free Bored. time. Yeah. So I'm just looking around, just looking at pictures, just going, yeah, she's pretty. She's pretty. That one looks too expensive. Like, literally, that's what I'm saying. He Every literally says that one looks too expensive. I've heard him say it. Like, like, I'm like, I can't afford this one. Forget How it. Do you, would you think you could afford me? I'm cheap. No, but yeah, but, but the problem is, so this one girl, we kind of connected, and we went back and forth. We even talked on the phone a couple times, and then, then I, we were getting ready to leave, and then when I got back, I'm like, oh, I'm leaving for Phoenix for, for a week. Uh, when I come back, we'll do it then. And then she hits me up like, let's go out this weekend. Let's go to Nobu or Maestro. And I just went, fuck. Uh, you thought she looked cheap, but she would turn no, out to be expensive. I didn't think she looked cheap, but like, who, who <laughs> goes for Nobu or Maestro straight out of the gate? People first who are used to eating at Nobu all the time. So she's probably rich or dates rich guys. Yeah, but she can see by my photos, I'm not driving a Ferrari. But that doesn't mean you're not rich. I mean, I've gone out with rich guys who dress like, you know, I don't know, Tom Green. Yeah. Well, Tom Green's rich. He doesn't look rich. If you just saw yeah. Tom Green on the street, you didn't know who he was. Yeah, but, but he probably wouldn't take you to Nobu either. <laughs> yeah, but, but you also you also know that it's Tom Green. Well, you like, do. You know if what I mean? Know you, Tom you don't Green. know who Bronston Jones is. Nobody knows see him. Like unless you go to Venice Underground, you're, people aren't like, oh, that guy. You never know though. But you could be like, you live in Venice. You could be like some rich retired investor who just doesn't shave. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Hang on one second. Uh-oh. I don't know how to pause. Wait, I think I just hit this. No, that'll stop it. How do you pause? I'll just leave it and I'll cut this part out. I just want to make sure that's still running. Okay. Because if it runs out of, um... yep, still going. All right, I can leave this part in then. That's a little behind the scenes for everybody to see. You guys get to see uh, Kate Quigley working on a new rig here. This is a a really cool setup you got. Thank you. It was a gift from a fan. So now, now you have to do your podcast because now you. you, That's why I wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. But see that all said, I wait. Have you gone through all three reasons? One. No. Okay. So that was two. And then the third reason is, um, then, okay, then I started dating a guy. Well, I was, okay, I'll say the reason. Well, no, because I'm telling the story of how we got to reason three. Okay. Which is I started Zoom dating, and then I met a guy uh-huh. who I really Ooh. thought we were going to work out. Yeah. It, and what's weird about it is the odds of this are so slim. This guy sent me a voice note on Instagram. Not first. First, he sent a message, which I just replied to, like, cool, haha. He said something like, wow, like, um, a girl who's really beautiful and funny, guys must be intimidated by you or something, haha. And I would just write back, haha, thanks. Like, it was just whatever. Yeah. It was kind of a bad line, whatever he said. And then he sent me a voice note being like, wow, I, I can't believe I, I thought that was really funny and kind of witty, but I guess it wasn't that impressive. And I really, I'm not a fan. I just, I think you're beautiful. I'd like to, whatever. He was British. Hey. Real quick note to everybody, don't, especially dudes to ladies, don't try and be funny to a comedian. Comedian, uh, no. We're the worst judge of what's funny. Or we'll just be like, that was really funny. And that's our honest emotional reaction to something that is really funny. So 
sun is too bright. It's hurting my eyes. <laughs> I just moved everything. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. But his voice note was cute. You like the British accent? He had a great voice, and he was cute. Oh hello, how are you doing over there? Yeah. Is okay. that British? That doesn't sound that British. Depends on what part of Britain you're talking about. I need about. sunglasses now. Like it just got so bright. The worst right. thing is because I go to the UK all the time. Is I try and do British, and people are like, "What part of Britain is that from?" I go, "Look." It's as close as I can do. It's going to be a shitty posh accent. And they're all like, yeah, fuck those people. You can keep doing it. Really? <laughs> yeah, they if, I try like and, if I try and do, like, because yeah, like in Scotland, everybody's kind of put down because the posh people, are the, it's, it's our 1%. It's like the, hey. uh, oh, me and Buffy, we're going to go play, you know, it's, oh, it's that, that, sounds that really Hamptons douchey. bullshit. Yeah. So it's their version of, of like that our rich, wealthy people who fucking suck. Oh, all right. And, uh, I get it then. But I mean, I totally date a posh lady if she could. If you could me. afford it, <laughs> <laughs> she could afford you. Okay, so they, what's the wait? So okay. then I so anyway, this guy he flirts with me. We talk for a few days. We have great conversation. We have lots in common. Um, but the thing is, over speaking, I come to find out he is one of my. Well, there's a girl I used to be very, very close friends with. I still am friends with her, but we used to be like best friends. And it's her ex-husband. <laughs> I never knew his name. Like, it was a guy she was married to way before I knew her, and I had no idea. And so <laughs> then he basically was Awkward. like, I didn't know what to do, but I really liked him. Because yeah. we had so much in common. We were having fun talking. Did you, did you reach out to her? I said, we have to tell her. We can't go out. So he reached out first, then I did. We made sure it was cool. She really, really didn't care. Yeah. So then I went out with him. Yeah. And by go out with him, I mean went to his house and like sat across the bonfire and talked. Like you couldn't. <laughs> I felt so nervous to be at his house for a first date. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a little weird to go to people's houses because you're also like, am, am I getting murdered? Yeah. Or, oh, I like this place. Can I never leave? That, well, that yeah, could that's kind too. of part you of the reason. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I walked in and saw the pool and was like, okay, we can see what happens with this. <laughs> 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 you the best pool. It's huge. It's like Olympic size. Okay. Okay, so anyway, we hang out that night. Good conversation. Everything's good. Uh, made out a little at the end. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it? That's it. No sex. Good date. Good first date. He smoked. I didn't like that. Cigarettes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not into that. You know no, that. You hate that. I hate cigarettes. So then. Wait, wait tell me. Because I, I think you told me about the guys. Tell me about the shoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot. <laughs> see, oh, thank see, you. You know what? There's certain things I will never forget. And that'll be like, no, the shoes. The shoes Ladies were so bad. The shoe story. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the shoe. The guy is very short, which is fine. I was a little surprised by his height. But I don't mind short guys. I was just taken aback because he looks taller in his photos. And then I realized he was wearing these sneakers. I told Bronson about them because they were just so crazy, ridiculous. These sneakers were like, do you remember the brand? I, we looked them up together. They, they had Versace spikes. or Gucci or whatever they were, they had huge spikes. <laughs> They're sneakers that were like really thick soles, like an inch, inch and a half. Like they were obviously like lifts. lifts. And they had humongous spikes all over them. They looked like... Like kiss boots? Like Bowser <laughs> from, from Super Mario's with the spikes all over his back. That's what they looked like. They weren't boots. They were sneakers. And then I looked them up, and they were $3,000 sneakers. And I was like, holy shit, this guy's rich. <laughs> but also, rich I hate his shoes. He's rich and has no taste. I hate his shoes, yeah. I'm going to totally work this out. Yeah, I wasn't really into the shoes. I... <laughs> I wasn't into the dogs. His dogs. What kind of dogs? I don't mind dogs, but I forget he had two little dogs. See, I'm not. I, li I like big dogs. 
I like any dog that's chill. These dogs yeah. would not leave me. They were like, kept scratching my legs and jumping and yipping. And just, they just were like really yeah. hyper. And I had on like a skirt. So they were like fucking up my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be mean, but like put your dogs in the room or something until yeah, they yeah. calm down. Yeah, but see, those are the, like, the little dogs are yappy, and they, if you put them in the other room, they'll just go. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're cute, and they cuddle you. Like, I love dogs, but I love, because I'm a huge dude. I'm 6'7", right? As yeah. I want a dog that can wrestle me. You know what I mean? Like, my brother's a 90-pound yeah. pit bull. I love him, and they even have, like, a, a little 50-pound other dog that's just, it's, it's hyper, but in a fun way, and I'm like, I love those two dogs, because you I can mean, play with them, but little tiny ones, I'm like, get off me. I like them little if they're... Go be a cat. Calm. Go be. <laughs> See, cats scare the fuck out of me. I'm terrified of cats. I like them, but like they, that thing they do with their back when you pet them, they hiss at you. Oh, yeah. they freak me out. The weirdest thing is, is I'm not a cat person, and and if I see a cat, I'm not immediately like, like if I see a dog, I'm immediately like, oh, I want to play with it. Yeah. I see a cat, I'm like, whatever, it lives here. I'm really? In, I'm in the space, and I've been to so many people's houses. Where, where everybody's sitting around and trying to pet the cat, and I'm the one person who pays no attention to the cat, and eventually it comes to the you. cat will come and sit on my lap, and they're like, that cat hates everybody. It will never sit on my lap, and it goes because I'm treating it like a fucking cat, which is, this is my space. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. And then once they do that and they lay there chill, I'll pet it forever. But I mean, they, animals and children always come to me as well because I kind of ignore them. Like, I don't ever try <laughs> to get a dog or a little kid to come to me. They just do. Because I take my dogs to the pound and my kids to Planned Parenthood. I get how it works. <laughs> Bronson. <laughs> You know whose cat is vicious? Adam Durrett's cat, man. Yeah. I, he knows I think this too. Now he's got more than one, but his cat attacked me, man. His cat, his cat will die from 35 feet across a room yeah. if it sees you in bare feet. Like it, I thought yeah, I had yeah, cat yeah. scratch fever. I was freaked the fuck out. My, my buddy Gino Bisconti, who you met, he lives in New York. Like my, I always stay with him. I fucking love Gino. And his cat, Six, he's the only person that's allowed to touch Six. And I'll even be there, like, he's out of town for a week, and I'm staying in this place, and I'm feeding this cat every day. And he'll come over and smell me, but if I try and touch it, it will... No way. Yeah, like, and so, like, and Gino denies this happens. And everybody who loves cats are like, I hate that cat. I go in, I feed it, I get the fuck out. And he's like, what do you mean? It's the nicest thing in the world. I'm like, to you. If he doesn't know that it happens, why does he tell people not to touch the cat? No, no, he doesn't tell. He, he, he thinks that you can go pet it. Oh, fuck that. But you know what? I finally figured it out because I watched him play with the cat. He plays with the cat like a dog. Like he's always wrestling it. And so the cat thinks that that's how you're supposed to interact. But meanwhile, I don't feel like bleeding to get to this point of, of trust with this so animal. So it's Gino's fault. You yeah, should yeah, sue yeah. him. I, I mean, I think you can get diseases from cats. So you got to watch out. Yeah. Anyway. But I do. I still love Six. And I just love Gino to death. I mean, I like cats that are chill, too. I just like chill creatures. Yeah. <laughs> like, so anyway. Like a fish tank's cool. Yeah, I like fish. I'm, I'm into fish. Um, so anyway, I went out with the guy again. And yeah. then we get to date two. And he tells me he wants, he's like in love with me immediately. He's like crazy about me, but he wants an open relationship. Not only open. You're like, we don't even have a relationship. And yeah. Of course it's open at this point. He wanted to be swingers. That's it. He wanted me Ooh. to agree to be swingers, which is cool. But then when he started, oh God, oh God, this is actually hilarious. He would tell me his fantasies of what he wanted other guys to do to me. And, like, it was cool to a point, like, look, I'm down for a guy to be like, I would like to have a threesome with you, another dude, and, like, I want to see you suck a guy's dick while I fuck, whatever, fuck you, or, like, whatever their fantasy is, that's uh -huh. cool. Uh -huh. If they want yeah. <laughs> What? Sounds real normal. I'm just... <laughs> uh -huh. Okay. Some guys are into that, and I'm yeah, open-minded. Sure. If I love you, I'm open-minded to fulfilling your fantasies, but this guy would, like, go a little too far... Like, yeah, I, I think it's too far away. This is your second date. 
Oh yeah, I think no, it's a little <laughs> early to broach this subject. Oh yeah, totally. I just met like it's. You need a therapist, <laughs> Ron. I'm better now. I'm better. Now. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So. So, so that so, bothered me a what, little. Can, can you tell me what what point was too far with you really a guy? Remember? On the second date, telling this you he wants this, to watch you suck someone else's dick. You know what? He told me on the second date he wanted to be swingers and stuff, but he didn't get into the more graphic details till the third date. Oh, there's a third date. Yeah, there's a third. <laughs> you, you know that whole that whole merch you the have. The pool was with so the red good. Flags? The pool. You might want to bring those out with you when you actually go out. Bronson, first the of all, the pool was so good. The pool was good. Secondly, the he fact was, that the pool defeated the shoes is enough for me. He was. <laughs> he was really nice. Like other than. This weird sex fetish stuff. He was very sweet. He treated me well. He he postmated me a salad from that from Boa. <laughs> I love Boa. Hey, see, if that woman had said Boa instead of Maestros, we might have gone out. You might have gone love, out. I love Boa. For those that don't know, Boa is a really nice steak restaurant. It's great. Anyway, so he was really really sweet. Other than that, okay. Yeah. But there were other little things that were bugging me. It, like like when he was like, I'd I'd really like to go to a with you and at this party perhaps you could just suck off some other men right in front of me i'd really really like to swing around and just that's cup. kind of where it started to go <laughs> to be honest because then the third date i came over and i was not in a good headspace anyway because i just talked to my dad for the first time in like two years or something on the way there he or read a text or whatever <laughs> read my dad reached out to me for the first time in two years i was just so shocked i haven't heard from him he left a voice note that's what it was it doesn't matter point is I get there. I'm in a weird mood. Yeah. He's making me dinner, which is sweet. See? Yeah. Made gluten-free pasta. It was actually good. Did it he actually make it or do you think he, he made it? I watched. It no, like... he's cooking when I got there. Really? He never cooked before. This guy didn't even know how to use a dishwasher. Once he sent me a photo of the dishwasher overflowing, I was like, do you know what to do? I was like, no. <laughs> wait. Wait. He doesn't know how to do a dishwasher, but he, he cooks? He doesn't cook often, but he, I think he's a rich dude, and his staff was not allowed to come over. So he had to do shit himself. How big was this place that he has a staff? It's big, he, had, he owns, what he does for a living is he owns a pretty successful artist management company. And he has a separate guest house that's like the office area. And he's like five or six people that work for him. Oh. So he had like staff, but they weren't allowed to come over because of quarantine. Okay. So normally he had like some maid or whatever that does the dishes and all that shit. I don't know. So yeah. he had to do it. Okay. So he was nice. Um, but that night... Like, we'd had sex, okay, on the second date. It was okay. Just alone, or were there other just people? Just us. Okay. <laughs> How it, boring for him. He must have been so disappointed. I mean, he was, uh, yeah, like, that's the thing. So, I, I told uh, him, I'm like, I'm open to all this swinging stuff. Maybe, maybe, maybe in, like, a six months, a year into a relationship, you start talking about, hmm, maybe. But, like, I get putting it out there, but then you let it go till we're good. And, and like, this guy was just okay in bed. He wasn't even that great in bed. I mean, he la- the first Well, time- that's probably why he wants other men there, so that he can actually see what it looks like when you get pleasure. I think that's what it is. He, like, came in two seconds. Two seconds. Two, like, high school virgin, but it's quarantine. How was there a third date? He was nice. And it's, qu- <laughs> <laughs> and it's quarantine. I, like, I had I think, nothing to do. I think we've already got to date fail on number one <laughs> and on number two. Fool Bron. Fool me once. Shame on you. I was miserable. You. It was the first... It was the first human interaction I had during quarantine. And I was really also like leftover horny from the guy that turned out to have the pregnant girlfriend. Yeah, that's always a bummer when she's pregnant, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, like a girlfriend isn't bad enough. So date three. Uh-huh. I'm there. I'm sad. 
ish. I'm trying to be cool. And then he walks over to his phone, he gets a text, and he walks over and shows it to me, and he goes, oh, look, my friends, haha, they, I told them about you, they're like trying to see if we're down to play. He already brought it up, and it was, he shows me this a photo. on date three? Date three. I love on date two, he, he broaches it. Date three, he's got it prepped. He's like, why not start as we plan to end, or some shit like that, as we plan to, and I was like, he shows me the photo, here's where it gets worse. They're unattractive people. Yeah. Yeah, they always are. The girl's all right. It was a photo of a girl blowing a guy, and Ooh. the guy's dick, first of all, was so much hair. Like, if you're going to... Like Manscaped. Like, yeah, if you're going to have a swinging relationship, get your fucking shit together, dude. Like, you can't yeah. have that. And the girl No was, crabs. And, it's, and it was small. And then the girl was all right, whatever. But, like, not someone... I, I mean, if I was going to pick a girl, not necessarily who I would choose, but she was fine. Yeah. But then he goes, what do you think? And I was like, now? I was like, I mean, no offense, but like, if we're going to swing with other couples, like, they should be like tens. Like, they should be like super hot, and I should get to pick them out. And then he goes, well, sometimes you got to take one for the team. When he said that, I was like, oh, hell no. No, that was the end. You're like this. You're like, we're not a team, buddy. Yeah, and never will I take one for some dude. Like, no, fuck that. I was so mad. That was the end. We got in a fight, and I was like, this isn't going to work, and it was over. Sounds like a real, like, so what, I, what I've learned from this <laughs> is that the best thing to do is to send a voice note in the beginning. <laughs> now, you know what's funny is my voice roommate, note. my roommate is, because she, she does the Tinder and the Bumbles. And by the way, you got to have her on. She's okay. so many unbelievable dates. Oh, I'm definitely yeah. having Danny on. I love yeah, her. Yeah. But the one is that, like, there was one guy who it just immediately out of the gate started sending, like, these voice notes. She goes, it's so hot. And I listened to it, and he's like, Hey, I'm looking at those pictures of your eyes. and uh, uh, uh. He kept doing this weird laugh. And she goes, that's hot. And I'm like, that's the creepiest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I'm like, but I'm like, does that actually turn chicks on? Uh, I like, should I? Because I, I have that deep voice. His voice was as deep as mine. If it's a but, good voice. But he kept going like, he'd make some really corny thing like, yeah, you know, I just want to come over. You said you like to cook. We can cook together. Uh, 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 Ew, that's and I was like, <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> You're not making him sound attractive, but I'm sure he was. Actually, really good looking dude. Really? Too. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You know, I like WhatsApp when I text with like, well, I like WhatsApp anyway, but when I text with iPhone people, especially because you can do voice notes and video chat and all that stuff. But like, I do like voice notes sometimes. It's just like, I was talking to this one guy who, um, if I would say something funny instead of sending back ha ha ha, if it really made him laugh out loud, he would always record Uh laughing and send it to me. Yeah. So I'm still talking to that guy. (laughs) Now, see, that one's sweet. It's a sweet one. So, like, anyway, the thing didn't work out with that dude. But kind of, like, towards the end of that, there was a guy I'd been talking to, not really even, like, in a dating capacity, just, like, a guy I've known for years but not well. Yeah. And we were just, like, DMing back and forth a little bit. And we just kind of became, like, we were, like, just chatting during quarantine because, like, you know, what, do you, what else are you going to do? And, um, and then that guy, like, messaged me. And one day I tweeted, like, um, I was depressed. I said, like, hey, can somebody cheer me up tonight instead of me cheering you up or something like that? And he texted me and said, when uh, he said, can I fly to L.A. and take you out to dinner when this is over? I'll wear a mask. Really? Yeah, and it was really cute. I was like, of course. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, I was like, you don't have to wear a mask. And he was like, all right, cool. I think you're really funny. I dig you. Let's, like, I would love to do that. And then I was like, like, uh, what do you say? He goes, I, I try not to text you too much, but 
Like I've wanted to ask for a while. And I was like, text me as much as you want. I have nothing to do. I'm like, we can FaceTime. Like I'm bored as shit. Yeah. I've got um, nothing but free time. Nothing. Please fill it. Yeah. And, uh, and we did. We started like FaceTiming every day. It yeah. just, and then a long story short, we started dating. <gasps> and the part of the reason I was not podcasting then is because, one, this person is a public figure. And I've just learned my lesson. Like I just don't want to. Yeah, it gets hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. And and it's actually someone I like genuinely care about and is a good person. It's not like yes. my usual like public figures. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not your your usual adult baby. Yeah, it's not a fuckboy. It's, it's not somebody it's who not, makes their living off their inner child. Yeah. It's not a yeah. <laughs> or somebody that gets hit in the head a lot. Yeah. Might be gay. None of these things. Like this guy's a good dude. Yeah. It's the kind of guy that even if we we stop seeing each other, I, I like Tomorrow we can stop seeing each other or a year from now. I don't think that I would ever, I wouldn't call him an asshole or anything. I mean, he's a great guy. So yeah. we start dating. Yeah. And then uh, uh, long story short, it's actually going well. So. You'll fuck it up. Give it Bronson. time. <laughs> you met him. All right. All right. So I have to say. I'm not we can't guy. say anything about know, who it is. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. But I will, I will say that it's the first time that. In the beginning, I was skeptical as in I always am. In the beginning, God created fuckboys. Every, every time you're like, oh no, this, this guy's great. Wait, and everybody was skeptical, by the, the way, because we were FaceTiming like because you've also three gone, hours a you've night. You've also gone through the, the guy who on the first date says he wants to do fucking yeah. swinging with you. Yeah. You and don't make the best choices. So we're always like, true. oh, here's the next one. What's and, this one going to be and, like? And this guy was like um, very, very into me before we'd had an actual date just from, but we were FaceTiming every yeah, day. Yeah. But so of course all my friends were like, um, that's, it's a little crazy that like you guys are like going to not fuck other people when you haven't even fucked. Yeah. But, but no, I, so truth be told, I've met him. I, and honestly, the first person after meeting him, even more on board where I was just like, holy shit, this is like the nicest dude. Pretty great. I've met in a, a longest time. So down to earth. So cool. Sure. Yeah, he's a good guy. So basically, and I was. So oh, we're I, hoping that he can find me a friend. Yeah, we're, yeah. I need yeah. somebody not crazy in my yeah. life. But like, so uh, this guy. The funny thing is, one, I asked him not to listen to this podcast ever, even before we started dating, because I wanted him to get to know me. Yeah. And also, this was different for me. It didn't start with any. There was no flirting. There was no sexting. It really was just chubby, like chatting. Did you say chubby chat? Chummy. I was like, chummy. I'm like, what the fuck is chubby chats? Like, we were chums. We were. <laughs> oh, me and my chum. Did you pick that up from? Did you so pick bad. that up? Did you pick that up from the British guy? Oh, me and my chums. We like to go swing with these other couples. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say. Wait, <laughs> wait. But then also leading into this, guys, it's been a tumultuous time because then uh, I forgot to say about the British guy. The, the, the other part of the British guy thing that so like coming out of the British guy, I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to start podcasting again mm -hmm. before things kind of started up more with this guy. We got to call my guy something. We got to give him a name. What should we call him? Got anything? Wait, <laughs> when, wait, when wait. You, I, got it, I got it. I got it. When, when I got you, it. When you, okay. I got it. We're going to call him Dutch. Dutch. All right. I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why at a later episode. <laughs> We're going to call him Dutch. Okay. You do realize somebody, somebody, even if he's promised. That, actually, and the thing is, because he he went to one of your shows and wouldn't watch you because you told him not to. I'm like, he will respect it and honor your wishes not to listen to this. But somebody in his camp will, and they're going to start calling him Dutch, and he's not going to fucking know why. Well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he'll know why. Oh, he'll know why. Oh, yeah? He'll know why. 
So Dutch it is. Okay. <laughs> so before me and Dutch start to like heat up, um, <laughs> this is important. After the, the British dude, I was like in the dark a little. I was depressed. There's two guys in a row that were duds. And then British guy turned out to be a nut because it tr- British guy, yeah. it turns out, is talking to like two, one ex-wife and one ex-fiance about me and like showing them our texts. And one of his ex-fiances is like an Oscar <laughs> nominated or Oscar winning actress <laughs> who starts texting me out of nowhere. I've never even met this girl. Of course I know who she is. And she's like, hey, I, I just wanted to check on you and see if you're okay. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Like, like Thor, she has to, where is it the thing to where the first line is, hey Kate, it's blank. That, like where you're like, Actually, really... it was in my DMs because she didn't have my phone number. Oh, okay, it was in my okay. Instagram DMs, so I knew who she was. But, mm. like, it was so weird because I didn't even ever know they were married. It's another, like, I didn't do a background. I don't background check people, but. Yeah, you might want to. They were married, like, 12 years ago. So the fact that he's still not only talking to her and another ex-fiance, but also, like, showing them texts and telling them about our love life like is, like. like, a full, like, let me tell you what I'm doing right now. Yeah. So the girl reaches out, and then. I'm like, by the time she reaches out, it's like a week later. I'm like over it. I mean, I really was over it quick. Like I was like, once he said, take one for the team, I was like, fuck this guy. Like, that's that. (laughs) I'll take none for the team. Yeah. But then he was apparently talking about it a lot. And then she's like messaging me and she wouldn't stop. She kept messaging and messaging. And I was like, girl, it's fine. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. I was like, but it sounds like slander if he's saying all this shit about me. So I might sue him. And then she's like, oh my God, don't sue him. No, don't tell him I reached. Like then she freaked out. Yeah. So the whole thing was weird, and then I was poor, and then I started doing a show called Who Wants to Date Kate, Yeah, where I was charging guys $100 to do these Zoom dating competitions so someone could win a date with me. Yeah. So I had all this going on, and yeah, then yeah. I started talking to Dutch. And so like the reason I didn't podcast is because, one, I was scared to fuck it up with Dutch because yeah. he's the first good guy I've ever dated. He's so good. Yeah, he's amazing. And, um, and he's well known and I didn't want to put that out also I need to talk to him about this I mean this podcast has ruined a lot of relationships for me or at least fucked them up podcast can because it's sort of like we get on these things and a lot of times we're 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 sort of we're glamorizing and having fun talking about the worst shit we've ever done yeah and people who are with you like like honestly if I ever start dating girls I always make them come see me do stand up relatively soon I'm like you don't have to come to every show but because they're always like I want to come and I go I need to know which one because I'm going to do some of my worst material, so you actually see what I'm really about. <laughs> Not me. And so that way you can see who you are dealing with so that you never later come at me for it. But on podcasts, sometimes we don't really think blah, 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 and we just say shit that, we're, that other people would be like, wow, that's kind of weird you'd throw that out in the world. Yeah, and also it's different a little bit because this guy has a kid. I've never dated yeah. a guy with a kid and a kid that's old enough to listen. And like, so, so not only, so like I was ready to kind of start and then... I just, I, I really kind of went into my soul, like, how much do I air? How much is fair to air to him? Also, like, even the guy, the British guy, yeah. I didn't even finish telling the story about how, how freaky he got because it's like suddenly there's a child involved in this. So now it's like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. watching kind of what I say and what I put. It's like been a weird transition for me, but it's also been good because. Are you turning into an adult on us, Kate, quickly? <laughs> I know, but, but are like, you in an adult relationship that you now have to respect other people's boundaries? Yeah, oh maybe. my goodness gracious! But I mean, like, here's the other thing: is like, but it's also the right time for me because I've been saying for how long? Like, I want to do more stuff that's not about dating, and like, I just 
I mean, I so still, is this the last day? No, it's not. <laughs> or actually, actually, maybe he maybe you slip and you say one thing on this, and you're like, oh no, we're back in it, everybody. Kate Quigley <laughs> is single. <laughs> oh my god, don't say that. Oh, no, but um, but I will say this. So like, this is not the last date fails, but it's going to be different. And yeah. like, I want to do more um, giving advice, taking phone calls, getting other yeah. people's fails. And then also like- Maybe it's less about your fails and more about other people so that you 100%. can help them not fail. Yeah. You can help them find a Dutch. A hundred percent. And it also is going to be once a week and then I'm going to do other, another show that's just about me. But I mean- I'm, just, I'm just trying to figure out why his name is Dutch. Does it have something to do with Little Dutch Boy in the paints? Do you want me to really tell you why? In the paints? Do you want me to really tell you? Well, are, are you allowed to? Because today I text him and I go- I'm going to have to talk about you on the podcast to some extent because I, I got to tell them what's going on, but you need a nickname. Um, so <laughs> I'm trying to think of what to call you. And then he, I saw him typing. And then before he could say anything, I go, you don't get to pick it. And he was like, I like Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's not going to be Dutch. That's a stupid name. There's so, no reason. Yeah, why the fuck do you want to be called? Then, then how, why would you not have spent all of the time since then till now figuring out another name? So now you're like, well, I guess. I, guess, I had a bunch of ideas. I, I had a bunch battle. of ideas. I was, I was going to call it money bags because that's what I call him <laughs> to his face because he's rich. Well, I only call him money bags when I think he's being like bougie, which he's never really. But like he's every now little, and then. You know? He's the most down to earth guy. But yeah. I'm like every now and then I'm like. He's the most down-to-earth guy, but yeah. He does a lot of bougie stuff, but he's not bougie about it. It's he doesn't really do weird. any bougie stuff. Oh, you mean like how nice his rooms are and stuff? Like golf. He golfs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I grew up like I grew up. That's only I, bougie because he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would golf. Because he seems he just seems like a regular uh -huh. dude. But like, because I grew up like like, like in golf courses, like like my my family was like a country club family, you know. And yeah. Like not anymore. Like nobody has that money anymore. But like my grandfather did, and and then my parents when I was young. I like learned to swim at a country club, and like most of the country club kids, I just hated all of them because they're all like bougie. It is. It's the Buffies and Biffs and those fuckers that you see. And the people that you see those movies from the eighties, which is when I grew up, the high yep. school assholes. Those guys looked at the assholes and they thought they were the winners, not pretty. I agree. Pink. You know, what I mean? always make fun of golfers. That's what's funny about it. And like he's a huge golfer. Yeah. But like the thing is about this guy. Okay, I'll tell you guys. Like, because eventually you'll find out who he is. Like the reason I really fell for this guy in the first place. Is the very first, and I met him years ago, but we didn't really engage much. It was like a, more like a, we did a gig together. And uh, he's not a comedian. But like we, we crossed paths a few times, but th that was it. And then I FaceTimed him. And on FaceTime, I was talking about how much I love Walmart. And he was like, I'm so bummed. They just changed the whole layout at my Walmart. I can't find anything anymore. Just the fact that yeah. he shops at Walmart, I was like, I love that. Yeah, that's, it's, 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 he's not bougie. He's so, he's not, not bougie. bougie. Like, he could afford just, not, I think it's really yeah. just the golf thing because I have PTSD from golfers growing up. I like, I get it. I make fun of like, that too. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. other than that, everything else is like, it's yeah, like he's so dude. normal. Like, one day I caught him, like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm washing my trash can. And I was like, <laughs> why just buy a new trash You're can? You're like, I don't even do that. Yeah, like, fuck I'm that. Broke. I'm not washing, I'm going to make him wash mine. Dude, you have a Home Depot box for your garbage can right now. I'm looking right at it. <laughs> I have a trash can, it's outside because I want to take the trash out. I'm saving it for the next time he comes to town and take the trash out. But like, he likes that. He washes his own trash cans. Also, this is the other thing. I bought him a shirt that is like so making fun of him. It's like an inside joke shirt. It's like embarrassing. And like he wore it to something I could not believe he wore it to, just like like something where you knew that the image would get out. And you're yeah, like, you're like, he has no ego. No, like no ego, no ego. And it's so hard in this business to find somebody who has no ego. Yeah, it's so rare, you know. So anyway, point is, I actually am taking care of this one because I care about him.
It's that simple. Hey, hey, quickly, everybody. She can now give you dating advice because I mean, she now actually listen, has I'm sure I'll fuck it up. I mean, advice. there's not everything is not perfect. I mean, I'm probably going to fuck it up. I'm going to shit my pants the other night. Everybody <laughs> shits their pants. It just happens when you get older. Thanks, Ron. Uh, anyway, so that's why I took a break from this because okay. I needed to reassess. Also, I didn't have equipment. But now what we're going to do is this. And then we're going to do, I think I'm going to go uh, to Nashville and shoot some stuff out there. I might take Bronson with me for my YouTube channel. So I'm just going to like change it up. Yeah, change it up. You change it. Oh! It's 2020, baby. It's time. It's, it's, so, we're yeah. coming out of the corona, corona, whatever the fuck this is. You're going to come out a new person. Yeah, man. I'd say the first couple weeks of the shutdown, I yeah. was I actually, I liked it because I was like, I needed to focus on myself, figure myself out. It didn't really work, but I the first couple weeks I thought I was going to do it. And the one thing is like, because this stand-ups were always trying to get on stage every night and you feel like if you don't go out to the clubs every night, if you're not out, out just constantly pushing that you're yeah. going to fall behind. It's, it's a fear of missing out. It's true. And when everything closed down, I actually went, okay, there is no missing out because nothing's happening. Now I can it's just relaxing for a minute and focus. Yeah. And then, you know, for two weeks, but then after that, then it starts getting crazy because it's also like whatever annoys me in the real world. I don't let it annoy me at the moment. I scream about it on stage later or yell about it. <laughs> I, so, yeah. There's nowhere to, there's no yeah, outlet for no comedians. Venting. Well, you have this. Yeah. Do as much as you want and vent the fuck out. Of it. I mean, the well, truth, like, yeah, see, but I try to start a podcast, with the Venice Underground, the show that, that I run with Matt. By the way, Matt made this hat. He makes awesome hats. Look up Venice Vintage online. No, uh, it's not Venice. Vin Venice. Oh, it's a it's Salvage. Venice Salvage. Venice, Venice Vintage, Vintage salvage. is my other friend's company. Venice, Venice Salvage. Salvage, yeah. yeah. Um, Kate has a bunch of his stuff. Makes yes. really cool stuff. It's a Van yes. Halen hat. Gave me a birthday. Nothing to do with it. But we tried to start. We started Venice Underground together, and we tried to start a Venice Underground podcast. But to me, the Venice Underground comedy show is such a special, beautiful, incredible, unique it's there's nothing like it right yeah and it's so amazing and then to do the podcast via zoom it was no. like it just doesn't have that intimacy in the same and i and because matt and i talked about it and we we're like this doesn't, doesn't really fit our brand like maybe once once we're allowed to go back in the venue we could do it on state you know like yeah. do it in the facility and i don't like zoom podcasting i'll do it if hard. i have to but it's just it's it's so much better when you're there in person as yeah. you got the chemistry and yeah like we're laughing like this yeah i'm with yeah. you so it's sort of like we, we try to do that and uh but I am, I'm actually thinking about trying to start another podcast, but it's more its more of a, it would almost be like a radio show more than, than a podcast. Yeah, I mean, well, you're welcome to call in on here. Or I mean, to do this one, we can take calls. Yeah. And I mean, I have equipment now, so you can use it. Hell yeah. I'm trying to get Bronson to come with me to Nashville for a month and shoot. Uh, I'm going to be doing, oh, this is cool. I didn't tell you this. I'm going to be doing the Hollywood pool party. There's this company called Tixar that... Uh, works with musicians mostly they do like live stream concerts so let's say like your let's say van halen is like we're gonna do a show at the key club for just 50 people but we're also gonna live stream it if you want to watch it's whatever 20 bucks or something yeah, like yeah. that so you can buy it's almost like pay-per-view online and uh they don't have any comedians yet that i'm the first comic they're gonna work with and what it's gonna be is i'm gonna do I'm going to bring back the Hollywood pool party and I'm going to do it in a way that um, you can buy a ticket to watch for like, I don't know how much you get, five bucks or something, but you can also buy a ticket to be there. So you'll be the people engaging. There'll be a guest. And, and then, is this going to be like when you used to set it up next to dumpsters or in like yeah. just random places? I'm going to take the pool to Nashville. I'm okay. going to do it there. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'll take it every, I'll take it anywhere and just set, I might go to Memphis. I could do it anywhere you can put it that I won't get arrested or ticketed, you know? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm going to do that. Well, you're not doing anything huge and you're not naked. So like, what's the, uh, usually you can do it, but you know, like here in LA, for instance, like, well, LA's a, yeah, LA, get, LA gets filmed so much that they're actually very strict on permitting. Other, other cities are kind of like, 
they prefer you permitted it properly, but I they probably wouldn't really give that much of a shit if you're in a parking lot somewhere. Yeah. It's okay if it's not private property. I can put it in a public park. I can put it on a sidewalk. I, like, I was thinking Memphis, I mean, uh, Nashville, I could take it down to like Broadway, put it on a street corner. Yeah. Yeah, like that stuff like that. So I'll be doing that. And then also uh, like a lot of my live streams now, I'm just going to do through that because then it's like you, for a dollar you can watch. Because right now we don't have comedy. So like the only money I'm making is digital content. So yeah, I'd rather broke. do that. Yeah, no, you're going to work with me. We're going to do it yeah. together. I mean, but we'll still go broke together, all right? We'll go broke together, but you know. Perfect. We'll be fine. So that's what I got. You want to plug anything? Your merch? I'm wearing your shirt, Venice. Yeah, the Venice, Venice Underground. Underground. Guys, the shirt is way better than this. I spilled popsicle on it, and I cut the top and fucked it up. I will tell you, and there's also, uh, we have these Flex Fit <laughs> caps, and I literally only have, because I just... I have one in my room. Should I get it? I have uh, I have four, four left, and I'm never going to make these again, because... Um, I don't know. It's, it's, time for, it's time for a new logo. It's time for a new look, and plus, things should be vintage. Things should be rare, and... Venice Underground is a special thing. I was just filling time by talking Look about my me. show. Look at her hat. I'm like, Venice out. Yes. Venice out. So if you like those, just hit me up on, uh, on DM me on, on Insta or whatever. At Bronston Jones. What about your personal merch that says... Uh, oh, and then I have, then I have the other stuff, which is Life Short, I'm Not, which was this line, this, this stupid line I used to end my show with. Yeah. With this whole like, hey, if you ever get depressed, just do what I do. Say, Life Short, I'm Not. Blah, blah, blah. And then this whole speech about how you can wear this. And actually, Vern Troyer, mini me, he used to wear my merch. Aww. Didn't uh, he die? Yeah. Oh. And uh, so it's not about being tall or small. It's about living larger than life. But it has a cute monkey on it, or it says life short, laugh more, life short, live more, life short, smile more, life short, love, love more, that. or life short, I'm not. And they're super cute. Um, Ooh. I only have a few of those left, but those I'm actually going to start. I'm going to start producing. How do they those. get that? Again, hit me up at Bronston Jones, and uh, I'll, yeah. I'll post pictures of it online on my Insta t tonight so you can see it tomorrow. All right. So, guys, that's it. That's what I got. Uh, it's going to get better. This new. This new recorder i got is so fucking rad it's cool um you guys can get uh what else do i have that i sell oh i have merch at uh rage on if you go to kqfunny.rageon.com and no gigs but whatever we got this i love you guys i hope you're surviving i'm sorry for the long delay but i promise i will put one of these up a week again and if you want to advertise uh reach me at datefailspod at gmail.com that's it. Thank you, Braun. I love you. you. I love you. High I'm fives. Glad to be back. We did it. Woo! Woo! What if it didn't record? Could you imagine? <laughs> I can totally imagine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it.